Hello, everyone, and welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. If you enjoyed last week's episode, I'm very confident that you'll enjoy this week's because I sat down with the Assistant Executive Coordinator for Training from the Northeastern Conference. And we talked about club ministry, training ministry, youth ministry, and of course, mentorship. So all I ask is that you sit down, pay attention, and let's learn about youth ministry together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. This is our second episode of the podcast. Today, I am with Sister Sharon Lewis Hendrickson. She is an executive coordinator for training for the Northeastern Conference and is also uh, oversees a club that has the best name in all of Pathfinder Ministry, the Dolphins. I love that name, sister. I love that name. So uh, I'm glad to have her with us. And um, so how are you doing, sister? Oh, I'm doing great. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, So I just want to ask you a few questions about your life and experience in youth ministry. I just want to actually have you just tell the people a little bit about yourself and why you're in youth ministry now. Well, I was one of those that you could say I'm not a born Seventh-day Adventist. I came in the church when I was 26 years old. And I was impressed with youth ministry, the Pathfinders, and I love AY very much. And I got involved right after I got baptized, I became an AY leader. And then when the church saw that that was not enough for me, I became an assistant church clerk. And then over the years, I continued to do youth ministry. And when I got to this country, that's where my ministry took off. I was given youth leader. And then I used to work with the Pathfinders because I worked with the adventurers. Mm-hmm. So it happened that my son became an adventurer and I worked there. And when he became a Pathfinder, I became a Pathfinder too. And then from there, I became a master guide and also the president for the Pathfinder Association. And then I moved on to become a senior youth leader. And over the years, I believe it's a privilege to work with God's children. So I began to create a number of ministries, the shelter ministry. Then I moved from there to adopt children's children's shelter and also introduce college bursary and also camp victory lake bursaries for kids who would like to go away for the summer, but their parents are not able to afford camp victory lake. Okay. Wow. So um, it's interesting to see that when we have someone in Pathfinder ministry, uh, who's very dedicated that they actually do a lot of other things and I think sometimes we forget that and you're just proof of that sister uh, that that's a lot of stuff you do and I'm guessing it's because you are passionate about um, uh, engaging with young people so I'm gonna have to ask you what is the hardest thing dealing with or engaging with young people what's the hardest part of the ministry I think the hardest part is getting them to cooperate with you in terms of seeing the bigger picture, which is always redemption. Mm -hmm. So they would come to club and you have certain things lined out for them. 
for example, whether it's drilling or marshalling or whatever it might be or the bookwork, but they just see it as something that I do and get over with it and move on to the next activity, not realizing that the end goal is redemption. And also, it's a partnership with our parents. And sometimes our parents are so tardy. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite statement is they are working the heli dollar that they cannot see that their kids need to be focused. Mm-hmm. They need to spend some time with them. They need to reach out to their directors or coordinators and help to build a future for their kids. Wow. Yeah. I, I, this is something, this is interesting because whenever I have Pathfinder area coordinators or um, youth ministers or people in club ministries, it's basically, I'm getting the similar answers of, we need parents to understand that they need to sacrifice with us as well, that we're giving our time and we're not just a babysitting service. We are, we are, we are an empowerment service. We are training your young people, but we also want the parents involved as well. So that's, that's, that's good. Um, Whatever chat, let, let me ask for your area specifically, you're in Northeastern Conference, which is part of the Atlantic Union. What difficulties or challenges do you see that are specific to your conference? Ah, there you give me the million dollar question that mm-hmm. could cause me maybe later on a backfire, but I'm one of those vocal persons, so I'll say it as it is. Mm-hmm. I think for my conference that we change our youth directors too often. Okay. And I believe that if you're going to let someone work for a period of time, four years is not enough. A okay. second four years. I know this time around we had no choice because our leader was promoted to another division. Mm-hmm. But I believe if we are going to sow seeds that will blossom with our, with our youth, whether it's Pathfinder, Adventure, or it doesn't matter what it, which era ministry, we need to have leaders that will be there for at least eight years. Okay. The fourth four years, you are just trying to find yourself. The sixth year, you are getting there. By the eight years, you would have accomplished some of the tasks that you have set out. And I think because we are not getting leaders for eight years or even more, then we are not getting where we would like to be or we ought to be. Wow. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a very good insight. I know uh, when I asked Brother Damien that same question for Greater New York, he, he, he answered the same way, like, I'm going to get in trouble. But I think when we ask these questions and learn, you know, certain issues in our certain conferences, it helps other conferences to learn from them. And um, we can address those issues. And that's interesting that a youth director should be in a conference for a, a little bit longer than one term because mm-hmm. they, they, that it takes, it takes one term to gain the trust of those mm-hmm. that they're serving. So, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I'm going to ask you, uh, can I ask you about your club? <laughs> what, what caused you to choose that name? Because I love that name so much, the Dolphins. Well, I'm not sure, but I know the club was around a long time and I've never asked why they named it Dolphins, but I think I should ask. It's such a, because I normally say the fish, but we are not fish. We are actually 
aquatic mammals. Yes, we and are. You are. For what I am doing now with my club and my staff, I can see why they might have chosen dolphins. Because when you think about the dolphins in the water, the things that they will do, they are playful. And at times, I was told, well, I saw it, I believe, where they actually put things on them and they are good trackers. And I believe that that's what we are trying to do at Mount Vernon here with our pathfinders. We're helping them to be good trackers, to be able to be proactive and also to be here and now wearing whatever is going on in the club right now, be a full service mm. and impart what you can. And recently what we did, what I did about, um, it was last year, December, we actually installed about seven leaders and the youngest one was 16 years old. So they are actually counselors. We know that under 18, they can't really function. But the level of maturity, I can sit back and watch these young people actually run the club. And maybe that's what they thought about years ago, but I can see that that could be the answer. We're in, we're actually moving out, launching out, trying not only to find our way, but also establishing our way, establishing our right. We want to be the number one in drum. We want to be the number one in drilling. We want to be the number one in discipline, the number one in everything. And most of all, be there when Christ comes. Amen. Amen. So um, uh, this club, I love that name. I know that when I see them at Oshkosh, I'll, I'll mention them. And, <laughs> um, and I, I love that answer that you guys are, like dolphins, you guys are intelligent. You guys, they, dolphins are one of the most intelligent animals on the planet, uh, and very helpful and very kind. So that's that's wonderful that you guys are dolphins. And usually, you know, clubs are usually falcons, tigers, bears, mm -hmm. ti uh, you know, those predatory animals. But animals, mm -hmm. it's it, it's interesting to see a club with an interesting name. So, uh, I just. You kind of answered in the previous question um, how you're allowing the young people to take charge. Um, can I ask you, like, how do you encourage them? How do you encourage those young people to take charge and, and so that you can sit back and watch them lead out in the club? What I actually do, we have a talent sheet our gift sheet that we use and we ask them to write it up. Some will write, some won't. But what we do is that we let them take, take over and then we watch to see what skills they have. There are some, I'm not interested in drilling. I'm not interested in drumming. But I know of one young man I can think of is the artist of our club. He actually created our pin. Mm. And from that, we realized that it's not everyone wants to be drilling drumming they want to preach and what we do after that we harness those talents and for example we go to the nursing home and we know that you can preach so you preach we know you can sing we know it and we and there are others who they are just there not shining but they have a talent for example if their friends are upset they will sit with that friend and they will talk with that friend or they will be a go between that friend and maybe a staff. So whatever talent we see they have, 
normally we try to nurture it and we nurture it and then we put them out there. So, but I can't lead out. I said, no, you can lead. So for my schedule, every year we have a counselor and a TLT or maybe two counselors, junior counselors who work together and they actually lead out from the beginning of the, of the club meeting to the end. And if we are going on compassions, which we love to do, then we have two kids lead out. And for, for uh, April, we're having a big one and I'm not planning it. They are the ones who are gonna plan that one and we'll be out in the community. So that's one of the ways we try to harness this because I realize if we don't challenge them, the world got them. And if the world has them, we don't have them. So by challenging whatever their strengths are and the weaknesses, we also help them to build those weaknesses into strength. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask this question, especially for those who are learning about Pathfinder ministry through this podcast. Um, you are the executive uh, coordinator for training. Assistant. Uh, assistant. <laughs> assistant executive yes, coordinator. Yes, executive, yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that ministry and what it entails in club ministries? All right. What happened is that um, before Dr. McKenzie left, he decided that he wanted to get some executive officers together, whether it's executive or his assistant executive. So there are various different um, areas. And one of the areas he focused on was training because he saw that there was a need for training because you have staff will come and say, oh, I don't know what to do, but if I knew what to do, then I could be a better leader. So from that, Dr. McKenzie created the office. It's, um, you have Malika Sharp, the head, myself, and Judy Hill as her assistants. And what we normally do is to go into various areas and assist them with training or we actually do the training. So what happens is that we train the trainers to train. Yeah. And then or if it's a master guide class or it's a makeup of something, whatever the class might be, then the team will get together, plan where, they, where we need to go and ask um, area coordinators to assist. And then from the training staff, which is about, I think maybe 2025, then we'll send a few to the site and the training will be completed. Wow. Wow. And uh, I, I know that's a, that's a heavy undertaking because within Pathfinder ministry, there are so many aspects that a lot of directors need to learn. Sometimes they're, they've just been elected and they don't have that much experience and they want to know how to run an honor class, how to lead out in TLT ministry, um, I remember going all around the conference teaching drilling and marching. So I know that, that that's, that's, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Um, and it's not only for Pathfinder Ministry, it's also for Adventure Ministry too. Wow. Okay. And so Adventure, now you're teaching how to do um, uh, awards and how to mm -hmm. incorporate the parents into the ministry because they need to be there. Uh, all these kinds of things, how to deal with, the age groups, that's, age that's, group, a, yeah. Yeah, that's a different, that's a big one too. Teaching each uh, level, investiture achievement. So that's, that's, that's a lot. Um, my, I have just two more questions for you is, um, do you have any mentors or do you remember any mentors that really assisted you in the ministry that helped you to, you know, encourage you to 
keep going forward to when you were discouraged, when you felt bet down or, you know, really assisted you in some way that you remember? Yeah, I can think of a few. As a matter of fact, um, I'm from Jamaica and I was never Seventh-day Adventist in Jamaica, but I had a student and I guess I can call her name. I won't call her last name. Her name is Karita. And she would tell me about the Advent message, but you know, at that time you were locked up because, you know, mm -hmm. I thought they were cults, but that's all I heard about in Jamaica. Um, wow. But when I got here and um, I'm older than her, she was the one who started, I got baptized. She was the one who started to push me and say, you know, you can't become the Federation president. I said, Federation who, what? What are you talking about? And I told her I would pray about it, but I never prayed because if you ask God for something, you better be prepared because he's going to give it to you. And then a few months after we had the election, then I became the Federation president. And since then, she has encouraged me. In the Pathfinder ministry, I can think of someone. Her name is Dr. Rima Kenton. I mean, I wanted to be like her, the best mm. director. I remember one, when she was a director for seven years straight, the Dolphins were number one. Wow. I wanted to be like her. I wanted to do the club like her. She's still around. And my prayer mentor is, um, is really an elderly lady, very elderly. And her name is Ines. If something is going on and, you know, I'm going to get upset about it, she said, no, stop. We're going to pray about it. And there are others. I mean, I don't want to name everybody, but there are no some that I realize through these circumstances and with these individuals praying and helping me along the way, uh, I know that if it was not for them and others, then I know maybe I would not have made it. Wow. And I'm glad for those prayers and those encouragement. Wow. So I'm glad for that answer because I think when I have uh, these youth leaders on this podcast, a lot of times many people might be listening and saying, wow, they do so much. They do so much in youth ministry. And they might think that we are some kind of different breed of mm -hmm. human being, mm -hmm. but we, we get discouraged. We come home and we talk to our significant other and say, oh man, it was a rough day in youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And we need those words of encouragement. We need those mentors to help us stay strong and, and we need prayer. And I'm glad you talked about, you have a, a prayer mentor because, oh man, if we didn't have prayer, so many times we would quit in this ministry because it's, it's very tough. It's thankless so many times. And it is, it is very, very, very difficult, but um, I'm glad that you mentioned that for us, sister. Um, the last thing I want to ask is for those who are listening in and, you know, seeing that you are one of a, a I'm, I, I'm not afraid to say it, a backbone in Northeastern Conference for young people and for the Dolphin Club, uh, you are assisting young people to know about Jesus and to come up and I know in the future they'll look at you and they'll say thank you for what you did I just want to ask you for those who are looking up to you right now um, and wanting and and seeing that they could become a director one day and they can be um, helping out in the conference one day do you have any words of encouragement for them um, to keep going to uh, 
continue in this work in this this work to help young people yes my final thought would be do not get hung up on titles or programs we are doing a ministry a ministry that save lives and sometimes and you got to make sure that you have your one-on-one -on -one time with god that's what's going to help you through it and you can be the best part from the director adventurer the best ay leader or area coordinator but you got to spend time and you got to learn you got to teach yourself the work so you go to trainings and you get information google read books get inspiration from others go to conventions go to congress whatever it is and when you get your information you begin to put them in little boxes and whenever a situation arises, that will be your toolbox. So you can go to your toolbox. Oh, yes, I went to that convention and I heard that presenter said, uh, you can use these things. And then you make your, own, your personal toolbox. And your personal toolbox should always have prayers. Prayers, 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 prayers. And you can do it. You can soar high, very high. You don't have to stay down here, but once you get caught up in your title, you will not make it. And you don't need a title to work for God. You can create a ministry. You can create a ministry with just one, just you. Be passionate about it. Pass on your passion to someone else and let that fire begins to burn within that individual and the next and the next and the next. As a matter of fact, recently we just revitalize our shelter ministry that we used to go to and what we call ourselves rockland westchester youth creative initiative and we are not surviving we are bubbling and we are growing and the attendance of the services great wow. so you can do it you all can do it all right thank you so much for that sister that was some powerful words of encouragement uh, so I thank you for coming on this podcast and giving your experience, your knowledge, and how you help out in your conference and your club and um, how you mentor young people. So uh, we ask all those who are listening in to feel free to share this to other people who are aspiring into youth ministry and so that we can spread this knowledge. Because here at Youth Min Ministry and Mentorship 101, we say this, that youth ministry is not a stepping stone into ministry. Youth ministry mm -hmm. is ministry, period. All right.